No. What's your least favorite scary movie? What is breakfast, Becky? Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absurd in all of our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name is Jesse. And welcome to another episode, folks. Uh, this week, we are doing our Patreon voted episode, which this month, the people voted for Happy Death Day. Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absurd in all of our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name is Jesse. And welcome to another episode, folks, because today we're talking our Patreon-voted episode, which was Happy Death Day. So if that's... you're unfamiliar with Happy Death Day, it is a time loop movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. Jesse just pointed at me and then... I just was like, go with it. Yeah, just, just go, go with it. Okay. I got the idea in the moment. Yeah, that was pretty good. Okay, cool. All right. So yeah, we're talking about Happy Death Day, which Yay. is a, like Jesse said, movie that's about a lot of repeat... It's a movie that's about, about a lot of repeat. repeat. <laughs> um, it's yeah. also a horror comedy, so uh-huh. I hope you guys are already laughing at us here with our dicks in our hands, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, struggling to get the flow right. <laughs> it's all good. Cool. Um, do you have anything you want to announce before we get into it? Uh, patrons of the budget tier level, we will have our... Bonus episode out sometime between today and Saturday. Yeah. So uh, trying to trying to pin down exactly what we're doing. We kind of we're we're, we're tossing out ideas. Yeah, we're tossing out ideas right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. so we'll have it. Um, that will be out soon this weekend. Yes. So keep a lookout for that. Um, also keep a lookout for the link to vote for October's movie. That's right. Um, we're doing something different with that one because october is all about movies that we haven't seen or mm-hmm. we're showing each other movies that the other hasn't seen yes and then our halloween movie will be a movie that neither of us have seen yes but we wanted the vote to be you guys actually choose a halloween themed movie and that's going to be one of the halloween themed movies that we cover this month yes so, so we'll have those options up on the patreon um if they're not up already, then they'll be up today. Yeah. <laughs> Since we got to get that schedule together. Check it right <laughs> it's now. A, it's October this weekend, people, <laughs> yeah. which means it's officially the best time of the year. Hell yeah. Okay. Well. I was really hoping you would do that with me. The best we, time of the year. We just watched that. Well, we weren't talking about Halloween. <gasps> okay, let's go. Okay. All right. So I got our poll results. Okay. Uh, we were talking about Saw 2 last Yeah, week. we were. Uh, so rules for that one right there. All of our polls for the Saw movies are which trap do you think you could survive? Yep. So out of the traps, we chose Death Mask, mm-hmm. The Furnace, mm-hmm. The Needle Pit, yep. and Talking the Jigsaw for two hours. Okay. So I've got the results for that. On Instagram, nobody survives Death Mask. Okay. 18% survive The Furnace. 12% survive The Needle Pit. 71% survived talking the jigsaw for two hours. Meanwhile, over at Twitter, nobody survives the death mask. 11% survived the furnace. 22% survived the needle pit. And 67% survived talking the jigsaw. 
Now, I know that talking to Jigsaw sounds like it'd be an easy thing to accomplish, but we talked about it, and he's kind of obnoxious, and you got to consider you got a loved one being held hostage, and he's not really wanting to talk to you about it. It's going to be frustrating to sit there for two hours. However, I do think I was swayed by Tyler's response, where he is just going to hit the shade oh. button <laughs> from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, I I like that. I could have fun with that. We um we actually had a lot of like write-ins for like how that they would uh, yeah. do it, and yeah, that was one of them. Y'all are some tricky minxes. I'm impressed. Tucker said that he would um I'd take the needle pit before having to deal with Kramer's sanctimonious bullshit. <laughs> 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 so you know what, I absolutely understand that, and uh, Joe. Uh, Freakatron. As is his name. He said that he would do the furnace because he would just take one of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and uh, no, actually, he said he's going to look at the chain and he's not going to just pull it. He's going to like untie it. That way it doesn't lock him in. I mean, that pretty much is what they do to get out of the little shotgun one in part three. Exactly. Yeah. The stinky pig guts McGee judge. I thought that that was going to be the name of the trap. Stinky Pig Guts <laughs> McGee. <laughs> well, that's the name of his trap. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of ways you could do that. Um, I would do the uh, the conversation. Uh, I And you know what? When I was editing the episode, you never said which one you would survive. I thought I said that I would probably do the McDonald's cup one because I would actually follow instructions. I'd actually okay. listen to the instructions. I do remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that one wasn't an option, though. I know. Well, that's why I just said I would do the conversation with the shade button. Oh, right, right. Okay. Okay. So that's your polls. So let's talk about Happy Death Day. Yay. All right, everybody. So Happy Death Day released October 13th, 2017. It's almost Happy Death Day's happy birthday. I know, right? It's so crazy to me that this came out. What is it going to be? Thir- six years ago? Yeah. That's, it feels so much more recent. recent. Yeah, yeah, right? I think of things that came out in 2019, and I'm like, that happened yesterday. But, yeah. And 2017 is kind of like that, too. It's just crazy. Time's escaping. Uh, we watched it on our Blu-ray. You can watch it as of September 24th. Nowhere to stream. But if you would like to rent it, you can rent it on YouTube, Google, Vudu, Redbox, or Amazon Prime. Yes. Movie was written by Scott Lobdell, directed by Christopher Landon, music by Bear McCreary, and special effects makeup done by Tom Wiseman, Matt Kutcher, Zach Knight, Justin Johnson, Elias Du Jr., and Troy Collins Jr. All right. Cast. Jessica Roth stars as Tree Gelpman. Israel Brossard plays Carter Davis. Ruby Modine plays Lori Spingler. Charles Aitken plays Gregory Butler. Rachel Matthews plays Danielle Bousman. And Rob Mello plays John Toombs. All right. All right. Time to play our favorite game. Budget, budget or, or Bugted. What do you think? This is Blumhouse, right? Yeah. Bugted. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost cheating when you know. I, I'm gonna start masking whether or not it's Blumhouse or not, unless it's like a big one, like yeah. Halloween or something. Because I already knew it was Blumhouse, though. Okay, whatever. So yeah, <laughs> Blumhouse notorious for being cheap bastards. Uh, they have a budget. Look, 
Jason Blum figured out the formula. It's a very simple formula, people. A very simple formula. You're right. I mean, it works. He he lets people do what they want to do. Yeah. He's like, go be creative. You get this much of a budget. If I like you and you make money, you can do it again. With more money. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Let's <laughs> not get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the budget for this is $4.8 million. It had an opening box office of $26 million and a worldwide gross of $125.5 million. Nice. IMDb score, 6.6. Okay. All right. So I've got three movies that also released in 2017 to compare it to. Okay. And the theme, since Happy Death Day is a PG-13 horror, is PG-13 horror movies that released in 2017. Okay. No, but there's like one point... Uh... Right before the car explodes, and she says, "Oh fuck!" Uh-huh. And I was like, "That feels like a very purposeful." We get one fuck, and then I went through this whole spiral in my head: Is this PG thirteen? Yeah, it, it is. is PG thirteen. Okay, there was the original draft was more gory, more R rated, but they ended up getting it toned down. Okay, so yeah, we ended up with this. So yeah, I've got three other PG thirteen movies to compare it to here. All right, first movie: The Bye Bye Man. The Papa Man. The Papa Man. Don't think it, don't see it, don't think it, don't see it. That was one of those January releases because we saw it on my birthday that year. Yeah. Well, almost your birthday. Well, it might have been your birthday because it released January 13th, 2017. So we could have done an early release. Uh, had a budget of $7.4 million. Worldwide gross, $29.8 million. Okay. IMDb, 4.3. Oh, no. I know people shit on that movie, but I think it was exactly what I wanted it to be. I didn't want anything serious. I mean, it's called the fucking Bye Bye Man. Yeah. So I went in expecting stupid Bye Bye Man horror, and that's exactly what I got. I also appreciate the fact that they threw in um, a song from All That Jazz in there. So I don't feel like there's enough love for All That Jazz. What the fuck is All That Jazz? Musical. Oh, okay. That must have really stuck with you if you're remembering. Yeah. (laughs) You've only watched it that one time. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, whenever like he's nearby and it plays that... Goodbye, life. <laughs> you make it. It makes it sound like anytime he is near, like you can hear like a faint goodbye, life, and like, then like slowly gets louder because he's getting closer. <laughs> I think of it more as like a Final Destination premonition music. Okay, you know, he's, yeah, he's like John Denver. <laughs> okay, yeah, I like that idea. All right, second movie, Rings. Okay, with an S. Okay, or otherwise known as Ring Three. Hmm. So that released February third, two thousand seventeen. Budget twenty five million. Worldwide gross eighty three million. IMDb score four point five. I just feel like if you live in a post alien franchise world, that you need to not fuck with the naming schema. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna call it Rings, clearly that should be part two. Yeah, but part two is just the Ring two. I've not seen either of the so, sequels. Who the fuck dropped the ball here? I, I need know. to talk to some people. I remember reading about this because I was really excited when it got announced. And I think it kind of got stuck in like production hell for a minute. Mm. And then it kind of just got dropped, if I remember correctly. But then again, it did well. So I don't know. They might have. I can't remember, honestly. Okay. All right. And the final movie, Wish Upon. We also saw that one in theaters. We did, yes. That it was right up my alley. <laughs> released July 14th, 2017, with a budget of $12 million, 
Worldwide gross, 23.4 million, and an IMDb score of 5.1. Okay. Yeah, so that what one... I'm hearing is that Happy Death Day kicked some ass in 2017. Hell yeah. In Way terms more. of PG-13 horror. Yeah, it, it beat all of these by a pretty big margin. In fact, well, no. Okay, it didn't make as much as all... It made it almost as much as all of these combined. Yeah. Which is pretty solid. On a lower budget than all of them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all of them are budget tier. None of them are like in the bug Ted zone. I thought you said Bye Bye Man was seven million. Oh shit, you're right. Seven point four. Whoops, I misread that. Okay, yeah. So Bye Bye Man was bug Ted, but yep. the rest of them budget. Okay, I've got a decent amount of taglines here. Okay, okay, I'm ready. All right. So the one that's on the poster: Get up, live your day, get killed again. Okay. It's a, like the world's worst checklist. Um, yeah, I I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I like um, I like the second one a little bit better. It's make every death count. You know what? I like that. Yeah, it's motivational. It's inspirational, and it and is it, part of the yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make like, every death count. I like it a lot. All right. Uh, next up, worst birthday ever. <sighs> yeah, that's uh, that's just like the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah, that's like our fucking plum tree in the backyard where you can just like. Boop, there's the fruit. That's that. That's that tagline. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like the comic book guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Worst uh, birthday ever. <laughs> this one, unlimited amount of lives, unlimited amount of chances to find the killer. It's okay, but it sounds like the tagline for like a Christopher Pike novel. Mm. I don't know who that is, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next. Die, repeat. I think that that's a play on the uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which was live, die, repeat. Okay. And everybody loved that, and to the point where everybody calls that movie live, die, repeat instead of Edge of Tomorrow. I knew none of this. Okay, but that's what I think it is. I think it's just die, repeat. Okay. Yeah. I could be wrong. Next up, how will you die? The 17 different ways. Yeah, there's a lot of According to this movie. Mm -hmm. And the final one, find your killer or die trying. Find your killer and die trying. Yeah, it's That both. would actually be, you know, I just punched that up. I just made it a little bit better. That could be our tagline. <sighs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We might have something else in store. All right. Okay. So on to fun facts. The movie was originally called Half to Death. What? I, that's what it was called. Half to death. Half to death. It was written by Scott Lobdell, who so like scared uh, half to death. Um, I guess I don't okay. know. I I honestly don't know. I couldn't tell you. The guy, by the way, the writer Scott Lobdell. Okay. Uh, he's like a big comic book writer. Oh, so this okay. Kind of like a cool thing for him to just branch over. So he wrote this, and they hired Landon to do a rewrite, and then Landon took that rewrite and sent it to Jason Blum, who he had a work relationship with because he worked on a shit ton of paranormal activity movies. I had no yes. idea he was involved in like all of them except yeah. for the first one, but he's like written almost every single one of them now. Yeah. I I really like Christopher Landon and if anybody was going to take over for Scream 7, I'm glad oh, it's him. Yes. I am absolutely on board with that too. So yeah, he sent it over to Jason Blum who greenlit it and then they got it going. You'll like this. Jessica Roth describes this movie as Groundhog's Day meets Scream Queens. Yes! 
Yes. Which Scream Queens, Jesse has finally got me watching it now. We are like almost done with season one. I yeah. Think. I'm hoping that we can get through season one and two in time for that to maybe be our October Patreon oh, bonus episode. That could be fun. Um, I do a rewatch every Halloween and I told Travis, I was like, look, if you want to watch this, I will watch it with you, but it has to be done before Halloween. That's That's how I do it. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, so we've been on a crunch, and I can kind of see the comparisons there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's pretty accurate. I, I also like that Jessica Roth is a fan of Scream Queens, though. Yeah. Which is like, why are you not in the show then? Right? When I, you- if they came back for a season three, I could totally see her reaching out to Ryan Murphy and being like, hey. I could see it, too. Yeah. Uh, so to make each day feel different, there was a challenge because, you know, they're shooting the same stuff every single time, but the way that they went about doing that, they changed how the camera worked the entire time. So whenever she first starts her loops, the camera is all steady, everything's fine, but then as the movie goes on, it gets a little bit more shaky and frantic. I, do you know what order they shot stuff in? Like, cause it seems like it would make sense just from like a budgeting and scheduling perspective to do all of the quad scenes on a single day and all of that. And so I got that as the next point. Okay. (laughs) So um, the way that they would do it, they would shoot at one angle and then run through the different days all at once. Okay. So they would like keep the camera there. And then when I was watching the special features, it was showing whenever she would walk into her room and Lori would be like, somebody just rolled in or Or, just rolled in. Or she finally rolls in. She finally rolls in, yeah. And then it was just like her like saying that over and over again. But like you have to know that you're in a different day each time. So you have to like do a different delivery. And they would be jumping back and forth to different days just to like get different shots of it. Yeah, I was just thinking about how like impressive it is, both from Jessica Roth's perspective to be able to channel those different emotions each time. But also like... Carter and Danielle and Lori and the cute little Vietnamese sister at the front of the house. Like, they all have to act like it's the same thing every single time. They basically have to be consistent with theirs. Yeah, they have to be, like, right on every single time. That one is kind of tough. Yeah. Um, That's a lot of moving pieces to have to try and coordinate and keep track of. Yeah. So when they were designing the killer, they uh, wanted the mask to be plausible a realistic type of mascot that they would have. What? Shut the fuck up. They think that that, that baby, yeah. that fucking baby is realistic. Yeah, so I also think it's really fucking stupid. Is Christopher Landon a Valentine's Day fan? Perhaps? I could see it. Or a Valentine. It's a fan. very cherubesque yeah, baby face. but worse. Yeah, with like a little like <laughs> yeah. uh, beaver teeth. Like yeah. Teeth. <laughs> so, and you know what? That mask designed by... Tony Gardner. Do you know who? Tony Gardner. Oh, fuck. No, no, no. I know the name. Shit. High profile mask. It is in this room. Is it the scream? Is it the ghost face? It's the ghost okay. face mask. Okay. He designed the ghost face mask. I was going to say, that's probably why I know it, because I wrote mm-hmm. down all that information for your scream yeah. while you're covering it. <laughs> so, yeah, they um, they did that. Okay, so when they were reviewing the suspects on the special features, Christopher Landon was talking about them. Um, I don't know if this is something that was in the movie. I didn't catch it, but he revealed that. So, Tree has a history of stealing a lot of guys from Danielle, which is why that yeah. there is tension between them. I don't think that that was ever said outright in the movie, 
but that's why she was one of the main suspects listed. It's kind of hinted because uh, after the, like, our, her first birthday, um, Lori tells her that she rammed her tongue down Nick's throat. Yeah. And later at the party on her second birthday, mm-hmm. uh, Danielle's like, I can't believe you're doing this to me again. So it's there. Okay. It's hinted at. Okay. So I didn't catch that, but I thought that that was like a nice detail to like have it confirmed. And also, Lori was also having an affair with Gregory. I didn't really take that from the conversation. I thought that she was mad that she was picked over her, but they yeah. were both having an affair with him. Yeah, because it sounds like she was like maybe hitting on him, and he is rejecting her. Exactly. Because, yeah. But no, they were they were okay. he was hooking up with both of them, and mm-hmm. also he says that he always took it as her extra motivation was that she also had a crush on Tree. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's kind of like really confusing there because it's like two people that she's into into each other and not her at all. She played that totally wrong. She should have gone for like a throuple situation. I know. She could. Well, maybe. I don't know if Tree's on board with that. I don't know. Tree might. She could be. I don't know. I feel like Tree would be open enough. Maybe by the end of the movie. By the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So Lori has to like kill her a dozen times and then when Tree's a better person, she just like slides in Maybe that is how she... (laughs) Came up, she's like, okay, I'll get her in a time loop, I'll make her become a better person, and then we'll all fuck. So, does Lori just have really bad self-esteem issues because she has crush on garbage people who treat her poorly? Yeah, she has terrible (laughs) taste. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, Interesting. I like that bit of, that makes me want to watch the movie again and, like, pay attention to any, like, undercurrents of that kind of tension, too. Where you can just kind of see that? Yeah. 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 I, I would like to see that also. So we never actually see Tree die in the movie. Everything always resets just before her death. Yeah. So the reason that this is happening is because Christopher Landon felt that if we ever actually saw her die, it would kind of fuck with the idea of it being a time loop. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of the time loop was for her to be pulled from death at the very last yeah. second and then brought back like to the very beginning. Like as soon as she dies, boop, restart. Exactly. Just like in Palm Springs. Yeah. Which, yeah. Very similar time Yeah. Movie. Okay. And that's it. Okay. Those are the things that I pulled for this movie. All right. I like so. that. I like that information. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good too. The special features are great on there. It's like really short and to the point. You get all the information nice. really fast. And I love I that. I really appreciate it. Yeah. It. Uh, that beats some special features where it's like the making of, and then it's just like people goofing around on set, which don't get me wrong. I do love seeing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's great to see how well a cast and crew, like, blend together but don't call it the making of no there was well there was a little bit of that in this too there was a shot of uh Lori's body falling through the uh window mm-hmm. and like we got to see the actual dummy hit in front of the <laughs> vietnamese girl and then we just get to see her like run off stage and then like her like just come back like okay <laughs> it, was, it was really funny seeing the dummy the dummy looked kind of like Lori, but it just kind of went yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's uh, get on into it, Jesse. Let's talk about the good, bad, ugly, and absurd. What All do you right. like about it? Uh, I really like the humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hits just right for me, but I'm kind of a sarcastic bitch, so it, it's it's in my wheelhouse. You know, I love a movie Mean Girl, mm-hmm. and we get a lot of that here. Uh, redemption arc, that's always fun. Uh, Carter is just like such a good guy. Yeah. Um. So I think that's 
nice seeing like their relationship develop and um you know we do get like those touching moments where she dies to reset the day so that way he doesn't say dead forever and she goes and talks to her dad and they finally like have the moment they've needed to have she grows yeah like a tree <laughs> slowly <laughs> slowly <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I just think it's it's a really fun movie. It it keeps up the pace throughout, I mm-hmm. think. Like you never get like bo- like they know when to stop a bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like That was one of the things I noticed about this. We had deleted scenes mm-hmm. which really could have I think would have worked fine in this movie, but they cut a lot of fat and they kept it like a pretty lean yeah quick moving movie because it would be so easy to just like have us go through those like i think somebody with a lesser eye for editing might have left in like longer loops going throughout but i think having the first loop where she's freaked out about it being a repeat of the day the second day she's like really freaking out and then we get this montage of her trying to solve it yeah i think that was the right way to go about it and then you get the twist at the end because you think okay cool this was pretty easy to solve it's this murderer guy we've had hints of him throughout the whole movie where he's like sitting outside of that hospital room and you think that we've solved it and it's all good but then she wakes up again starting the day over right yeah i think that that was really good i didn't see the twist coming um, and I think part of that helps because she did start off the movie as such a classic movie mean girl that everybody's a suspect. Yes. Because she's kind of fucking pissed off a lot of people. I like that a lot. Yeah. Where they just make her such a horrible person mm-hmm. so it has so many possibilities. Yes. Yeah. And like I also like that out of all of the people she suspected, she never put Lori on the list and she was legitimately surprised. And then I like how pissed off she was that she was being murdered over a guy. Yeah. Like she was like, are you fucking kidding me over a guy? <laughs> but like, we realized it's not all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think this movie just like, it does it for me on a lot of levels. Okay. So I agree with you. I think that the humor and the horror is mixed pretty well here because um, I feel like the humor is more in the movie but when we do get the horror scenes it's actually pretty effective yeah like the first time we see the killer when it's like the little toy in the tunnel oh my god that whole setting like yeah and every instinct in me is saying don't walk across campus alone at night I like no oh everything that's been ingrained my entire life like mm-hmm. yeah yep it's a shame um but um, I also like the other scenes where you kind of just see the killer in the background stalking around because, you know, there's a couple of scenes like that where she's in her room and it just kind of sneaks through the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then especially in the deleted scene, we don't get to see this in the main movie. But whenever the doctor Gregory is mm-hmm. killed, like you see the killer in the window yeah, behind. That and was it's just, just a, there. Yeah. Right. Like there's no attention call to it other than you know when tree calls tree, attention to exactly it. but then just like slowly moves out of frame and it's all one shot and it looks really creepy that stuff gets me every time um i also really appreciate the touch of her sustaining damage from mm-hmm. all the deaths i thought that that was a nice spin on it because yeah there are consequences to all of the actions even though she is looping things yes that is cool i like that a lot and that that's the one that fucks me up every time we watch palm springs because i'm like they're dying so horrifically. I know, right? <laughs> and yeah, the consequences aren't there in that movie. But yeah, it, it's 
I like having consequences for something that shouldn't have consequences. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then my final thing I have is uh, I I just like this as a fun way to do a murder mystery type deal. Yeah. Like you get to die so many times and you it kind of lets you have fun with finding the killer because you just see her like try and fail over mm-hmm. and over again. And it's just a lot of slashing. Yeah. And bats to the head sometimes. Yeah. Bats to the heads, drowning in the pool. Getting blown up. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. Okay. What do you not like about this? It always bums me out that she does like the perfect day. You know, she saves the people as she goes through the quad. She apologizes to Lori for not being nice, even though Lori's always there for her. Um, she's open with Danielle about a boy she's interested in. Mm -hmm. She has this moment with her father. Like she does all of the things and thinks she solved it. And then she dies and then she wakes up the next day. And even though she's had those growth moments personally, they don't really matter in her new universe. Yeah. (laughs) Like she's going to have to go through all of that stuff again. Obviously not apologizing to Lori. Um, but like, (laughs) yeah. Like, you know, she's going to have to go talk to her dad and, you know, relive all of that and worry about patching things up with Danielle, like all of that type of stuff. Like she has to redo it now. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I kind of like that because that's what makes the twist so effective because you think that's like such a classic movie moment where, oh, okay, everything's going right. This is the final one. And then she doesn't. Like she wakes up again. I know. It's so effective. I'm like, oh shit, it's still going. It is so effective, but I'm just sad that like she did the hard things because it is hard to do stuff like that, you know? Yeah. It's hard to reckon with who you are versus who you want to be. And she did that. And it, like I said, it matters for her. She had that internal growth, but now she's got to. Got to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't really have a lot either. My only thing is, uh, despite repeated exposure to all of these people in this movie, we don't get any development from anybody else. Everybody is still pretty much the exact same person that we met from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And I know that they don't have a way to like grow as much, but I figured, you know, with different ways to take the day, we could like get more like different things from people. See, like, how they grow when she changes her interactions with them. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think we get that as much. Yeah, Danielle's poor actor, like, her whole script has to be the same, like, five lines over and over again. Yeah, Yeah. like, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah, and that's pretty much the only thing I could think of. And even then, it's not that bad because, like, it's the same thing. You know, it's hard to grow the other people that aren't impacted by it. But, you know, like you said, you could do with reacting. Yeah. Okay. Ugly. Um. Okay. I have two. Okay. And one is uh, John Toombs, which Rob Mello, we've met him at Scarefest. He we partied kinda, with Rob yeah, Mello. He yeah. He, like, emceed Scarioke, and he was hilarious. He was... um flashing people not like 
you know the stuff that would get him arrested but like he was lifting up his shirt and like he was just like taking his shirt <laughs> yeah. off and putting it back on <laughs> yeah like he's flashing his nipples at people on the sidewalk like yeah it, it was very like strange. silly goofy stuff and he also sang um nirvana's cover of where did you sleep last night and got really into it like yeah. he's just he's an awesome guy he spoke on the indie movie panel so um and i know like Lots of horror movie actors are really nice people, but like it was kind of a bummer having seen him like that and then listening to him murdering women and consistently referring to Tree as a little girl and yeah. just absolutely being brutal to her. Yeah, and he's having to play a pretty sick person. Yeah. He's like a serial killer, you know? Yeah, John Toombs is one of those like icky serial killers that you hear about and you're like, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got that. And then also, I think uh, a lot of the like body shaming type stuff that happened, like a lot of the like stuff with Kappa, um, which is like in a movie, you're satirizing stuff. Not that that type of stuff doesn't happen in some uh, sororities. Um, not uni- It's not universal. Um, but yeah, like the whole like that is not Kappa cuisine and mm-hmm. we don't none of us eats breakfast, which I think is personally funny because I'm not a breakfast eater and breakfast eaters do not understand non breakfast eaters. Yeah. It's the greatest divide in the world. I occasionally eat breakfast when I'm hungry, but I'm just usually not hungry until lunchtime. You so know, honestly, taking it back to Scream Queens, it kind of reminds me of how they are in their yeah, sorority. They're cotton balls. <laughs> yeah, they just dip them in barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean that's, yeah. that's Kappa cuisine right there. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God, they're Kappa also. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. It is Kappa cuisine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um yeah, I got two uglies also. So the first one on the frat side of it this time. Okay. Um, that scene when Tree is getting killed by the killer in uh, the frat boy's bedroom and the killer has her pin and the drunk dude comes in there and he sees her getting like, you know, dude pinning her on the bed and she's like, help me. And then he's like, hey, yeah, and he closes the door. He definitely assumes it's a rape situation yeah. going down. He's like, yeah, that's cool. And he cheers it on. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, that was fucked up. That was pretty fucking ugly. That's not okay. Yeah. That is... That's bad. Yeah. That's bad. And the other thing is Tree ignoring her dad's calls because I understand that it's a very heavy thing for her, but it's a very heavy thing for him too, and he's just trying to connect with the other person that he has in his life. Yeah, it's like they they both experienced multiple losses when the mom died because he lost his wife and in a lot of senses his daughter, and she lost her mom and... In a lot of senses, her dad. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's sad. sad. Yeah. Okay. Absurd. What's absurd? Oh, absurd. Um. Hmm. I guess I'm gonna go with um <laughs> the fucking baby mascot. <laughs> yeah. I hate it so much. There's like one scene in the quad where like one guy is selling the gear for the game. He's like, show your pride 10% off with your student ID. And in my right. notes, I was like, who the fuck is buying this that isn't a student? You are not doing that man's delivery justice. It is perfect. 10%, 10% off. No, 10% off. Baby mask. Show your student ID. You know, it, it, he says it like that. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have a heart in it. He knows it's a bullshit mascot. Oh, yeah, no, that's definitely, like, a student job. Uh, yeah. 
like he was assigned. Yeah. <laughs> that was my episode that I had written down too. Like that's not a realistic mascot. Who the no. fuck would have a fucking baby like what that? What does the as a rest mascot? of the mascot look like? Is he in like a partially inflated sumo suit with a diaper on? Like I wish I would love to see that. <laughs> I want that guy to chase her around the entire time. I did write one other thing down, and it's the scene where Tree does everything right. You were talking about it. And she confronts Danielle about talking about the Kappa cuisine to Becky. Mm-hmm. But Danielle does not believe she's going to pour that chocolate milk on her. Like, she just stands there and lets it happen. Speaking of the chocolate milk, she takes Becky's chocolate milk to do it. She doesn't take her own chocolate milk to do it. <laughs> She's like, by the way, you probably don't need this. And <laughs> just like I pours it on her head. I think it's so fucking funny that they're all like gassed about the chocolate milk, but they all have venti frappuccinos from Starbucks. Is that what they have? Yeah, yeah. Like they all have like venti frappuccinos and iced lattes and stuff that have milk and chocolate and whipped cream, like probably more calorie heavy than a glass of chocolate milk. Those are like liquid cakes. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. So. What are you rating this movie? 8.75. 8.75. Okay. I believe I'm going to go right about 7.75, which makes our average. I want to say it's 8.25, but I need to I need my phone to tell me that. Okay, too many points. Okay, yeah, it is 8.25. Hey, okay. All right, so let's get on into this one. Okay. We start off with Tree waking up in a random dorm room. And saying, oh, God, am I in a dorm room? Which I thought was strange, <laughs> considering she is in college. Well, because she lives in the sorority house. I know. So. I got it now. But like whenever I, we were watching last time, I was like, yeah, dude, you're in college. And she probably would have assumed she would have gone home with like a frat guy. Yeah, she's in a room with a cool guy. So yeah, it is. Um, oh my god, Carter. he's got a mystery science theater three thousand poster. Mm-hmm. He's got a they live poster. Uh-huh. He's got um, Night of the uh, Living Dead. Yeah, he's got a Repo Man poster. Like uh-huh. he's got he's got good taste. Yeah, I like this guy. Yeah, he's so but- and he's like I folded your pants. I didn't know if this material wrinkled. What? That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was like leather-ish. So I don't know. Does it's like it... a spandex type thing. It probably would have been fine. Okay. Honestly. Yeah. yeah, but she thinks that he took advantage of her. So she storms out. And uh, he's got his roommate, Brisson. He's like, yo, did you get that fine vagina? Which is a sentence only somebody who's never seen a vagina would say. Yeah. Well, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> the closest he has been to a vagina is when he was coming out of his mother's. Mm, yes yes most likely yes so tree starts her walk of shame i wrote it would be a walk of shame if she had any okay (laughs) yeah that's true uh so okay we take note of a couple of things here whenever she's walking goth guy goth guy yeah so staring at her yeah which i don't understand i don't get that like have you never seen that type of shit before is it that outlandish for somebody to be walking back from somebody's dorm room I don't get it. Maybe he's like trying to put the shame in the walk of shame. Yeah, I think like he's, he's like, oh, yeah. I'm kicking it off your shame. Yeah, shame, your shame. sequin tank top. Shame, 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 shame. <laughs> Just whispers shame. Shame. <laughs> yeah. Shame. <laughs> um, there's the girl who is trying to get people to send a petition to end global warming. Yes. 
We've got sprinklers that come on and disrupt a couple on the grass. Yep, smooching over there. Which, good. Mm-hmm. They're gross. Yeah. We, we don't need to see that in public first thing in the morning. Shame, 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 shame. Yeah, shame, 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 shame. shame. Yeah. Stay in your dorm room. Shame. Do that in private. Uh, we got frat bros out there doing some hazing. Yeah. With one of them collapsing on the ground. Yep. And then we got a car alarm. Yep. And by the way, this is all a Monday morning. Yeah. So I just, I want to, I want to set the scene. Mm-hmm. If you're like, ah, typical weekend shenanigans. No. Nope. No. <laughs> so, and then as she's walking back, Tim comes out from behind the corner, which, which is creepy Every as time fun. we watch Tim, I'm like, I clearly know him from somewhere. And you know what? I don't, I don't know him from anything. He's kind of got that face where yeah. he looks like you would know him. He looks like he could be one of the Dickie Dollar Scholars. He really does. Yeah. yeah. They should both do Scream Queens <gasps> if they get renewed for a third season. They would fit in perfectly. Yes. Uh, and then he's like, okay, why have you not been answering my text? Yeah, he's like, I wanted to take you on a second date. And she goes, we barely had a first date. You took me to Subway. And it's not like you have a foot long. Which, Ooh. that line was improvised by Jessica Roth. Uh, you know what? Good for her. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't believe that they didn't think to add that in the script. I know, but it's a pretty good burn. Yeah. So she makes it back to her dorm room. Also, what did or... the writers have against Subway to specifically call out Subway? I think maybe Jessica had a problem with them. <laughs> <laughs> so she makes it back to the Kappa house. She ignores the Vietnamese girl that is sitting outside She's listening to music. so cute and listening to her music and smiling at everybody mm-hmm. as they come in and everybody ignores her and yep. I feel bad for her. <laughs> she walks in and then Danielle comes in and is you like, You sneaky little biatch. Yeah, I love that scene. She does that delivery so Every many times. time. You sneaky little biatch. Yeah, and she's like, who is he? And she's like, ugh, nobody. And she's like, don't forget about the house meeting at lunch, which... Sorry, I'm going to jump ahead for a second. Their house meeting is going to be outside in like a quad. It's not a good how. Like, how are you going to have an effective meeting when everybody's spread out in these tables that are bolted to the ground? Bolted to the ground for good reason because it's not impossible that some undergrads would get drunk and decide to flip tables and rearrange them on a patio. Who would do that? So she goes back up into her room. And that's when Lori... She finally rolls in. Yeah, Lori's pissed. Yeah, and but... she's like, but I've got a cupcake for you. Yeah, a nice little cupcake. Yeah, she's like, did you think I wouldn't find out? I rummaged through your shit and found your driver's license. This big red flag. Red yeah. Flag. Like, come on, if you are looking at the driver's license to try and figure out the person's birthday and you didn't find it in an organic way, that is serial killer shit right, right? there. Right? Like, that should have been the first clue for Tree. Suspect list yeah. number one, Lori, Lori looked Lori at my driver's license. looked at my driver's license and baked a single cupcake. What That's the fuck? also serial killer behavior. And yes. yes, I know Kristen Wiig does that in Bridesmaids. I'm not saying that she's not a serial killer. She could be very yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit. But <laughs> Tree's like, fuck that. Too many calories. That's not yeah. Kappa cuisine. Too many carbs. Too many carbs. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, so they're at their house meeting and they're fat shaming Becky, who is by no means fat and just wants to eat her chocolate milk and I don't know what else is on her plate. But Fries and yeah. other shit, you know. 
good good food yeah and um so while they're busy berating her i think at one point tree refers to it as a cat lady buffet yeah that's what they call it yeah which sounds like a chanel type of thing (laughs) um carter like becky stands up embarrassed and carter like bumps into her and spills chocolate milk all over tree and he's like i wanted to return your bracelet and then what a douchebag yeah (laughs) (laughs) what an absolute asshole doing a nice thing for you (laughs) yeah um tree goes to class briefly um that's it yeah there's nothing to it other than her making uh fuck me eyes at the professor right and him reciprocating which we then cut to the hospital mm-hmm. where he works and she's yeah. meeting with him which it's also important to note that her roommate's there and she's like i thought you only worked nights and she's like oh i'm doing a double picking up for somebody i don't know yeah. which i i question that because most nursing shifts are 12 hours yeah well i mean she's trying to... unless she means that she's like picking up like an additional like four hours at the beginning of the day she something. definitely she did it herself for sure yeah we'll find out later yeah but she warns Tree. she's like you know what none of my business but don't go through with it don't yeah. go and see him and tree's like you know what you're right it's not your business and she <laughs> proceeds to go see him which i'm just gonna say this is kind of hot she goes into his office and she starts making out and she kicks the chair without even looking and it blocks the door handle. That is cool. Yeah. I kind of see where Lori's crushes. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, not the first time she's done yeah. that. <laughs> so yeah, they're getting hot and steamy in there and they're making out. It's kind of gross because that's her professor. Yeah. And then what do you know? Yeah, he's fucking taking advantage of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care that she's a grown adult. He's in a position of power over her. Yeah, it's her professor. Yeah. yeah. It's not cool. It's icky. But uh his wife shows up. Yeah. And she kind of senses weird vibes. He's like, oh, well, what do you know? Door jam, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it probably tree. smells like his pre come in there by that point. He's, it's <laughs> stanking all over the place. She knows the smell. <laughs> um, I got a very unique type of scent. <laughs> so, yeah, Tree gets out of there because she feels uncomfortable. Yeah. So she's uh, back at her room. And she's painting her toenails, and Danielle is asking when she's going to the party. She says that she borrowed Tree's top, and I legit thought that this was like a pajama top. It is ugly as hell. Yeah, I thought it was like a like a robe type deal yeah. that you kind of wear around the house for comfort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really weird. So, and then the power surges for a minute. Our tuition dollars at work. <laughs> yeah. Spoken by somebody who's probably never worked in her life. No, I'm sure she hasn't. Yeah. She walks to the party alone, um, and she is listening to an angry voicemail from her dad because he sat at the restaurant alone for an hour, mm-hmm. which is sad. That's very sad. Um, and she goes to she goes to this tunnel, and it's like blocked off with stuff, like seeing like lines down or lines overhead or something. I don't know. They're doing construction. I don't understand. Yeah, there are like lights flashing, but there's like no sign of anything being closed. Right? So maybe it's the the bridge above yeah i don't know either way there's a like weird little toy that's it's a music box music box okay yeah. yeah i didn't know what to call it yeah it's like a little carousel thing though mm-hmm. yeah and, and it's, it's playing happy birthday mm-hmm. and she's a little bit freaked out i mean she should be because baby face pops up behind her mm-hmm. um they have a little chase scene which ends with her getting stabbed in the face and then she wakes up back in and Carter's it's room. yesterday um, she's a little bit nicer to Carter this time. She says kind of the same things, but she's a lot nicer. Like she's like, mm-hmm. Carter, right? Do you have any Tylenol? My head's killing me. Like, same things, different delivery. Yeah. And she's very confused. 
Uh, she's like, how did I wind up here again? And he's like, maybe you just had a bad dream. Um, yeah. As she's on her way back to the house, she's a little bit nicer to people as she sees. Um, she's seeing all of the same things that happened. The goth guy, the sprinklers, the frat guys, the car alarm. And then the Tim hiding behind the mm-hmm. pillar. And she asks him, what day is it? And he's like, oh, it's Monday the 18th, which freaks her out. Yeah. So she goes back to Kappa House. And then everything's still playing out the same. Mm-hmm. Danielle is like, you sinky little biatch. And then she notices baby fa- face masks. Yeah. Um, she leaves Lori's cupcake on her desk um, at the house meeting when she, like, Carter disrupts everything. He's about to walk away. And she goes, hold on. And she, like, holds out her hand. He's yeah. like, what? And she's like, you have my bracelet. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I can understand. She's like, well, he must have it. I could get that one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, at the hospital, the professor, she tells the professor that they need to talk. And he's like, listen, you can't fall in love with me. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm not. And he's like, what? what? But, but, yeah. but like, what if? Yeah. <laughs> that like hurt it. his ego in a way that I am so glad. Yeah, that was, that was a fun watch. <laughs> so she's back in her room. She's watching birthday videos of her and her mom and That's her dad. So yeah, it's really sad. And then she walks to the party again. But this mm-hmm. time. She goes a different way. She avoids the tunnel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when she gets to the house, it is dark and quiet, which I don't care if it's a surprise party. There's no way a frat house that size is going to be dark and quiet when there's a party going on. No, not at all. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then she opens the door and <laughs> baby face right there in her she face. punches it. Uh, this is why I love Tree. She was like, she takes information and she immediately processes it. And she was like, all right, not making the same mistake twice. Punch. Boom. Yep. Yeah. Um, but... Turns out to be Nick, yeah, who is just trying to surprise her, and then the whole house is filled with the sorority and the frat. Yeah, so it's a surprise party for her because Lori ratted her out to the whole group, um, and she's talking to Danielle, and Nick comes up, and Danielle is like so, so try hard to get his attention. Mm-hmm. Like she's laughing way too hard at his not funny jokes, and like falling all over herself for his attention meanwhile he's flirting with tree like yeah. uh because she's like sorry i punched you he's like you can make it up to me later Ayo. yeah um, yep so they kind of make a little you know fuck me eyes across yeah. the room he kind of hints that he's going upstairs so she follows yeah oh danielle does drop the knowledge like she was like i can't believe Lori's not here and she's like oh she's working a double she goes mm, she's probably banging that mystery guy um, and she's like what mm-hmm. <laughs> So up in Nick's room, um, pretty sure this is where Tree assumes that she did actually die and went to hell because it's an EDM disco nightmare. This is hilarious. <laughs> I love this here. He's like, welcome to the Pleasure Dome. And then he just turns ah! on the lights and it's fucking EDM. It he's was over a there nightmare dancing. when he referred to it as the Pleasure Dome and it only got worse when he flipped that switch. Bud, do you not know what a dome is? That ain't a fucking dome. And also, that shit right there, the dancing is so ridiculous. I love it, though. It's so hilarious. If he were, the thing It's is, exactly how a guy like him would dance to EDM. He could, if he were doing it in a playful manner, it could be funny and fun. But no, he is dead serious. He's, He's like, super into it. And I don't think Babyface would have killed him. But Babyface comes out the closet and is like, nah. Fucking asshole. Nah, uh-uh. Meanwhile, Tree is 
texting Danielle because she's super over this. And Danielle's like, are you with him right now? And she's like, what? No, (laughs) never. And Danielle's like, I hope you both die. And then the Wishmaster says, granted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Babyface sneaks out from the closet, gets Nick, which Tree can't hear any of this because, you know. The music is so fucking loud. Yeah. So then attacks Tree, and then Tree gets pinned to the bed. That's when the frat dude comes in, sees what looks to be a date rape situation, and then he's like, hey, okay, cool. Cheers it on, yeah. yeah. Really promotes negative stereotypes, toxic, toxic <laughs> masculinity, illegal behavior, you know, all mm-hmm. of that. And then Tree dies again. Mm-hmm. So we're back in Carter's room. This time she wakes up gasping. She's very freaked out. Uh, she goes back to being rude to Carter, but I understand it a little bit more this time. Yeah. Uh, she tells Lori that she's lived through this day twice, and Lori's like, um, how about you just take the day off? Skip your classes. Uh, you know, maybe take a nap. The thing is here, I feel like she's telling her all the things. She's like, okay, you got me a cupcake. You got me this, this, this. I'm going to die tonight. And then it's like, oh, shit. Like, I am planning to kill her. Maybe she does know something. You know, right. I wish I could have sensed, like, a little bit of freak out going on in her there. But Lori's you know. got such confused, murderous horniness going on that she yeah. can't put any of the clues together for herself. This might be my chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that night, instead of going out, Tree boards up the room, which, God, their national boards are going to be furious with her at the damage <laughs> in the walls. Yeah, but it's a good, you know... Not doing the chair maneuver. She's straight up like actually yeah. nailing boards against. Where did she get the boards and nails? I have no fucking idea. She, she probably took it from Lori's stuff. That's <laughs> why she's such a bad roommate. She's like, it's weird. Lori has this pile of like weapons and boards <laughs> yeah. and stuff. I don't. I don't know. I never would have seen anything coming from her. All these power tools and shit. <laughs> so yeah, she's there, um, and then she's watching the news. And yeah, she's... well, she's watching something else. I want to say it's probably like a. Oh, reality TV. 16 and Pregnant or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, she's trying to find the remote because she doesn't want to watch it again. <laughs> she's seen this episode <laughs> three times now. Um, she can't find the remote. And um, in the midst of looking for it, the TV starts flickering on and off. And this is always going to be a trope that will scare me every single time because mm-hmm. you know that the danger is really close by except for nowadays you've got like apps for your tv and stuff like you could realistically fuck with me oh yeah for sure from away from the house like because you've got the app on your phone i've i've had a thought before (laughs) where i just like in a neighborhood i look for people's like wi-fi and the ones that are open i'll be like okay i'm gonna go onto your youtube now and it's gonna take over your tv i'm gonna play some creepy shit that's way less creepy than the people that do that and connect to their uh cameras that's true too i'm not gonna do it i'm just saying it's you know i think it'd be a creepy thing to do um but but yeah so it's changing and at one point it flips through the news and says that john toombs is in the hospital after a shootout with cops he's wanted for the murder of six women and potentially a dozen more Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so she's uh getting freaked out and she's trying to like creep through the room figure out where the person is and uh, Babyface ends up attacking, um, but she can't get out of the room, so they're fighting, and of course it ends with a hammer to the head and Tree waking up screaming. I thought that that was one of the more well done horror yes. set pieces because the, they let the dread and the tension yes. build really good there. That one was done really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and like I said, this was a really good way of like getting the pacing of the movie because we've seen normal loop, 
like normal day. Mm-hmm. Then we see her confused, thinking maybe it's a bad dream. And then we see her do the rational route. Like, I'm not going to go to the party tonight. I've died the past two times I've tried. I'm going to board my shit up. Yep. But nope. Now we got this. <laughs> I like how she wakes up here because she wakes up screaming this time and it scares Carter. So he just like bumps his head on the <laughs> yeah. desk. It's, it's really funny. Um, he follows her and she's like, you have to help me. Um, and he is like, I don't necessarily know that I believe you, but if I were to go along with it, I would say we have to figure out why today's significant. And then her phone rings, which for somebody that doesn't want people to know it's her birthday, why does she have a, it's hey, your birthday ringtone? It's your birthday. Um, now you gotta pick up the phone. So, <laughs> don't know what's up with that. Yeah. Um, but he's like, it's your birthday? And she goes, well, I just don't really believe in celebrating birthdays. He goes, okay. So then the killer is clearly, like, this is significant. So the killer is clearly somebody who knows it's your birthday and that has reason to be mad at you. And she goes, okay, well, Lori told my whole sorority and another fraternity that it's my birthday. So they're all planning a party. And, and they then all she hate start- <laughs> Yeah. And then she starts listing off people that she's pissed off. She's like, I've pissed off Danielle. Um, I've pissed off that girl at TJ Maxx that I got fired. Yeah, hold that on. Uber driver I yeah. spit on. Danielle, uh, Gregory's wife, Tim, creepy oh, yeah. guy at or creepy girl at TJ Maxx, and then the Uber mm-hmm. driver. Yeah, that she spat on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but- then she learns because like he's a little bit, a little bit sad when he learns that she kissed another boy before going home with her, and she goes, "Okay, well, Mister, I'm going to take advantage of a drunk girl." He goes. I slept in Ryan's bed. You were really drunk. I would never do that. No. And she like has a moment where she kind of like seems relieved and happy to hear. Again, Tree also has really low standards. Just hearing that somebody didn't rape you while you were drunk. She's like, oh. Well, one of the last times <laughs> yeah. that she did that, she like had somebody like rooting for a date rape. So yeah. I was like, okay, this guy is actually not into that. That's yeah. great. I'm on. I, got, I found somebody. Okay. I just... You know, I tell you this all the time when I'm reading things like, am I the asshole? But like the bar for men is so fucking low. It's really easy not to be shitty. Yeah. (laughs) So he tells her, okay, so look, from the sounds of it, you've got unlimited opportunities to find your killer. So you just got to keep going out there and dying until you figure out who it is. And you know what we get after that? A dying montage. A montage! Which is a big Jesse (laughs) plus right there. So she decides that she's going to make her own suspect list. Um, the first one is Nick, who she crosses off. Because mm-hmm, he got killed. Yeah, because uh, he got killed the night before uh, or two nights ago. Whatever. Th- this is going to get tricky. Yeah. Um, Tim, but when she's spying on him, she sees that he's also got confused, horny feelings and per- perhaps is um, not completely heterosexual. Yeah, he's just drinking at the gay porn. Yeah. And she's like in the window, she's like, oh, he's gay. And she's pretty supportive of yeah, it she's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um stephanie which is gregory's wife but while she's spying on stephanie she gets killed so she can cross her off yeah which but that oh wait, i guess that does confirm it then yeah yeah yep, yeah, okay. yeah i had that moment too where i was like well we didn't see stephanie die because that's what had been going on for the other ones and yeah I was like, oh no she was she was actively not doing the killing when <laughs> she yeah. died so and uh, then we have danielle who Tree just comes up screaming at. They get into a fight, get hit by a car. Both die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like right by a bus is like final destination. Um, I do like that she's having some fun as she's going along with it, which, you know, if you've got unlimited days to do what you want, like um, she 
dyes her hair pink. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes naked in the quad. She actually went full blown naked when she was shooting that. Really? Yeah. She said no she, pasties or anything. She said she wanted to feel the rush that the character would. I also want to say like. This is the only time in the movie that she pulls her hair back into a ponytail. She's got beautiful bone structure in her face. She looks nice. Like, she can rock a ponytail. And also, when they were shooting this, I was reading, like, they were shooting this on an actual college campus, so they had to be really fast because other people could see her, like, just doing it. So This is like, um, what's his face? Dwayne in Basket Case. Yeah, just running down (laughs) New York. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. What's next? Uh... Okay, and then she uh, gets brained by Becky. Mm-hmm. Or wait, brain, no, brains Becky with the bat, and then she ends up getting yeah, because she's herself. trying yeah, because she was trying to like pop out at who she thought was the killer, and then it was Becky. She goes, "Oh God, Becky, yeah. I'm so sorry." <laughs> yeah. Poor Becky can't catch a fucking brain. Yeah, she gets the worst of all of this. So um, um, yeah, then she wakes up, and then she starts to feel the pain from all the stuff yeah and she passes out into ryan's arms which i feel so bad for her for that yes um she wakes up in the hospital for a second because she's uh probably under some sort of sedation a little bit too she thinks that carter is babyface, but he's not he's carter he's like they can't contact your parents um and he's like talking to her but then gregory comes in and kicks him out so his mm. visiting hours are over so Gregory is like, uh, we need to pull your medical records, but we're having a hard time. And Tree's like, what's going on? He goes, well, um, you are pretty fucked up, and I don't know why you're alive. Yeah, you should be <laughs> dead right now. You have like, major trauma. Like, I, I want your medical records so I can write about this and publish it in a <laughs> medical journal. I want to continue to use you for my own gain, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, she, like... She freaks out. She wants to get up and leave. And he's like, you obviously can't right now. I don't know how you're alive. I need to emphasize that. Uh, And she's like, all right, well, I'm really thirsty. Can you go get me a soda? Mm -hmm. Um, So he goes to get her a soda. And she sneaks out. And she goes to his office. But on the way there, she notices that the security guard that's uh, Mm -hmm. guarding tombs is missing. Yeah. Um, And if you pay really close attention, you can see a little bit of blood splatter on the window. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she gets into his office and she's trying to look for his car keys. And while she's looking, she finds a baby face mask in his drawer. So gotta say here, there's a deleted scene that happens right here. Mm -hmm. So she thinks that it's him that's the killer. And she leaves the office and finds Gregory and then confronts him about it, which he denies. And then you see the baby face killer behind him in another door. And then he goes to investigate it and he ends up dying. Yeah. Um, but in this version, she um, just sees him getting stabbed by Babyface. So she goes running, ends up being chased into the parking garage, and she's like hiding behind some cars. And she hits a little fob, and it makes his Mercedes mm-hmm. uh, go off, which gives away her location. But she gets into the car just in time, yep. and she fucks up somebody else's car. <laughs> and Babyface is smart, moves out of the way, so I. Sh- yeah, baby face can't be run over and she drives off and she's so fucking excited and she's Dude, like Woo! she goes full jesse pinkman in the final episode of breaking Bad. <laughs> like, yes yes she is having a good time until a cop pulls her over mm-hmm. and it i don't blame the cop for being like what are you on because she's in a gown so she doesn't have her license because um she didn't have time to grab it because she didn't die this time 
Um, <laughs> it's making sense. She's like, somebody's trying to kill me. I get that. Maybe investigate that. But she's like, okay, well, if I'm on something, do I get to go to jail? She realizes if she gets to go to jail, she'll be able to survive. Yeah, she'll be locked up in a little cell. She'll Smart. be around cops. This We've has... seen other horror movies and know that that doesn't always work. But she's hopeful. She, she, she could... know, Even if she's wrong, she'll just wake up again. What if she ended up in the cell from Malignant where like shit goes Oh, my bad. God. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see that I reality. I want that crossover. Dude, I want this to be like a multiverse here <laughs> where like all of them are in there. Yes, that would be great. Uh, but yeah, the cop is flabbergasted. And then because you know she who's doesn't... in the cell next door? Who? Doug Bradley oh, in, in Wrong, wrong Turn 5. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's soof. You know what? I don't know. That I don't want Tria to have that fate. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so, yeah, the cop arrests her, puts her in the back of the car, and then as he's about to get in there, Babyface runs him over. Yeah, it's and, pretty intense. Yeah. And then Babyface comes over and starts to walk up to the car, mm-hmm. and she can't get out because she's in the back seat. It's a cop car. That's how it works. And handcuffed. Um, and handcuffed. And Babyface turns around, and she thinks that's weird, and then she sees... And she sees them hold out a little birthday candle and drop it to the ground. And it turns out that the car was leaking gas. Yeah. So she gets her one PG-13 fuck right here when she realizes she's about to explode. And it's a great explosion. And when yeah. this happened, Zoe ran to the TV. She wanted to be right up close to it. She was so, she had been laying on my lap. And then she just runs over there <laughs> and she's like, oh. I got to say, this is the coolest part of the movie, though, when this happens. It's so awesome. Um. This morning, this next morning, she uh, decides to have a little fun with Carter. She's like, silence! (laughs) She's very friendly with him. Um, Ryan tries to come in, and she says, you need to stop referring to women as fine vagina. Otherwise, you and your hand are going to be getting a lot closer. And then she Uh, spanks him three times. He's like, naughty boy. That's That's a different one? That's the next one. Oh, okay. Um, She, Carter wants to know what's happening, and she... You know, as they walk through the quad, she's like predicting the events as they're happening. They go to get food and she talks about um, the strained relationship with her dad. She says that her mom passed away three years ago and they had the same birthday. And they used to take her out of school and they'd all go to the beach and they'd get one cake to share and one single candle that they would blow out together. Mm. And it's just. God. It's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. It, it puts more perspective on the whole situation, why she doesn't want to. Exactly. You know, but yeah, it's it's just a bummer of a story right there. Yeah. But as all that's happening, we get the new story that is playing that she sees before, and mm-hmm. she gets more of the details this time. So Toombs is a serial killer that mm-hmm. his victim of choice is a lot like Tree. Yeah. You know, young blonde women. Yeah. So she figures it's him because she's seen him at the hospital. So she runs to the hospital and she tells the nursing assistant at the desk to call the cops. She's like, he's going to get loose. He's going to get loose. She goes to Toombs' room. There's no cop outside. And when she gets in there, there's no Toombs in the bed. Mm -hmm. She does see a dead cop by the bed. And then Toombs comes out and he has a baby face mask and a knife. Um, She had grabbed the gun from the cop's body and... um, no, Babyface had grabbed the gun from the cop's body in this loop. Yeah. This is all confusing. Um, so Toombs shoots at her. Carter comes up. He appears out of nowhere, and he tackles Toombs. And Tree is obviously emotional at seeing Carter there. So Toombs is sadistic and breaks S- his fucking neck. Snaps his neck. Yeah. Oof. Um, and then she, she goes running. 
Um, she's in a stairwell and she attacks Tombs and she's going to go for the final blow. And then she's like, if I don't reset the day, Carter's gone forever. And then she does a full Gwen Stacy on herself. Goes all the way to the top and mm-hmm. hangs herself. And I have to ask, what the fuck is this? Would, would this type of stairwell be in a hospital? Um, Not through like casual access. Yeah, I just, like, I don't understand. It would probably be like a maintenance only badge situation. Yeah, I it's weird. But you know what? <laughs> Whatever. She kills herself. She's like, okay, I'm going to go save Carter. I know who it is. I got everything figured out. Yeah. So and this is where she has day. her good day. Yeah. She approaches it with confidence and she's happy and treating everybody nicely. Yeah. She borrows Carter's pillow. So when she goes outside, she takes the goth guy's sunglasses and she's friendly with him, signs the petition, warns the kids about the sprinkler, puts the pillow down for the frat guy to fall on. Mm-hmm. Um, she sees Tim and she's like, listen, I know you're gay and that's great. You should go find a guy you want to be with instead of following after me. Yeah, stop pretending to be into something that you're not. And he looks kind of relieved. Mm-hmm. Kind of relieved. Yeah. And that's that's a nice moment. Um, she gets she is nice to the little Vietnamese sister sitting out yeah. front. Just waves at um, who looks really happy to have somebody like acknowledge her for once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she tells Danielle that uh, his name is Carter, and if I get through this day, I'm gonna have his babies. That's a lot after one night. From Danielle's perspective. <laughs> from Danielle's perspective. Yeah. I get it from Tree's perspective. Yeah, yeah I get it, yeah. Um, she goes up to her room and she apologizes to Lori. She's like, I've always been so mean to you and you've always been there for me and just so kind. And Lori's like, oh my God, are we about to fuck? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, she goes to her class and interrupts it and says, hey, Dr. Butler, will you come out here for a minute? And then she breaks up with him and he's like, uh, don't even think that i'm gonna let you coast by my class anymore and she's like i already, already dropped, dropped it, it. <laughs> uh then she shows up to the house meeting with food and stands up for becky and pours uh chocolate milk on danielle becky's chocolate milk becky's chocolate like, milk by the way you don't need this <laughs> <laughs> but really yeah <laughs> um she goes to dinner with her dad and they have like an actual real talk like, you can tell they're used to, like, the small talk because they're like, how are your classes? And she's like, I don't want to do this. I want to, like, actually talk to you. And it's a good, like, moment that they both clearly needed. Yeah, they both just, like, are upfront about the mom and how it sucks that she's not yeah. there and they don't get to celebrate it. At the hospital, she makes a bold move, assuming that she's going to live through the day. Oh, yeah, holding um, a security guard hostage. Yep. It's not a security guard. This is a full-blown cop. Okay, yeah. She, like, holds a knife to his neck. Takes his gun mm-hmm. and then holds him at gunpoint and is like, okay, you go get your friends. Go get yeah. the rest of the cops. <laughs> go get your buddies. Yeah. And he's like, okay, this is backwards, but sure. When she goes into the room, it's very clear that his restraints are undone. Mm-hmm. Um, but she gets way too close anyway. And she's like, I know you're awake. And when he wakes up, she tries to shoot. Safety's on. So he knocks the gun out of her hand. Yep. Um, oh, by the way. Before all this, she set her alarm on her, mm-hmm. or she set a timer on her yeah. watch for yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah, we don't know what it is just yet. Yeah. Um, but as he like comes out, he attacks her. He's pretty vicious. She tries to get him with a knife and just barely misses and gets the door. And he was like, eh, it's a shame because I really like you. Um, and then she was like, uh-oh, because her alarm goes off. And that's when the blackout happens. Yeah. And she ducks behind him. Grabs a gun and says, safety's off this time. Boom. Boom. Tombs is dead. Yep. All right. At the house, she has a nice little moment with Carter. This is their their first real date, and they're going to share a cupcake, and it's going to be a nice night. And then yep. she wakes up back on Monday the 18th. Yep. 
and she is distraught and she goes to her room and she starts packing stuff and Lori is like what's up and she goes I thought that if I stopped running that everything would be okay but you know what that didn't work yeah being being a nice person is for the birds man mm-hmm. um and then she was like she was saying something and she said something about the cupcake and she was like I've never eaten a cupcake before and also you work at the hospital so you've been releasing tombs in case I didn't eat the cupcake mm-hmm because you knew that if I was killed while he was loose, people would just blame him. Yep. And so she ate the cupcake and died in her sleep last night. Yeah. So um, they are fighting. Um, cause she's mad that Tree is sleeping with Gregory and Gregory's choosing her over Lori. <laughs> and says, Tree is like, all? this is over a fucking guy. She doesn't say fucking because she already had her one fuck. But, yeah. Um, well, yeah. I-, I think we get another one here because... Lori says, no, that's not all. It's also because you're a fucking bitch. And then she... You're a dumb bitch. You're a dumb bitch. Okay, never mind. Only one fuck. Yeah. Okay. So fight continues. Tree Tree gets the upper hand. slams that cupcake into Lori's mouth. And Uh Lori immediately panics, which I'm like... What poison did you use, girl? It's like like, super effective. yeah, Yeah, like she's like scraping her mouth out. And then a tree like grabs a light fixture and kicks Lori out of the window and traumatizes that cute little Vietnamese <laughs> girl out front. Like, in this reality, she is now traumatized. Mm-hmm. Poor girl. So, yeah, everything's fine. We uh, cut to her and Carter having dinner again. Mm-hmm. They watch Danielle on the news, making it all about her. Yeah, yeah, it's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> I also love that trope in movies where it's like a completely full of themselves person making a tragedy about themselves mm-hmm. on the news yeah um she gets a call from her dad and she's like it's okay it's okay um you know we'll talk we'll meet up so that's good oh they also outright acknowledge the comparison to ground yeah he's like your whole thing reminds me of Groundhog Day, and she's like what he's like you know bill murray and she's like i don't know who that is he goes ghostbusters and in this moment i relate to carter more than anything because i feel like that's me <laughs> yeah. talking to you yeah yeah <laughs> so wake up again in carter's bedroom she's and back he- in that shirt he's in his I'm, shirt he's again. In, yeah, he's in his little wardrobe. And he's like, oh, I folded your pants. And she like starts to panic. He goes, I'm fucking, fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's like a bold move right there, man. That's like, she's <sighs> been through a lot of shit right there. But you know what? She lets us slide. It's, it's Tuesday. I like it better than the alternate ending, which we will briefly recap for you guys. So yeah. they solve the time loop, whatever. Wakes up in the hospital. And her dad and Carter are there, and they're like, you solved the murder. Yay, everything's good. I'm glad you're not dead. Um, And then a doctor comes in. Not Gregory. Thank God. Not a doctor. (laughs) Not a doctor. (laughs) Wife Um, of a doctor. It's okay. My husband's a doctor. No, no, no. Because there is a doctor in there first, and she's like, I'm in a lot of pain. And he's like, well, I can't give you pain medicine in your current state, which I feel like is not real. Yeah, well... (laughs) That's when you give the pain med- It's like you've been like, oh, we just gave you like a really high dose of like Dilaudid. Then I understand why they can't give her more. Yeah. But that's not the case. He's just like, no pain medicine until you stop hurting as much. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're like, okay, no medicine for you. They walk out. Then another one comes in, closes the curtains around her bed. And Tree's, uh, she's pulling up a syringe full of some red liquid. Mm-hmm. And Tree's like, oh, no, the doctor just said um no medicine and the nurse pulls off her face mask and it's actually stephanie (gasps) butler and she's like this medicine isn't for you it's for me and then she puts it in her iv Mm -hmm. and then tree dies 
and then that's the fucking end of that's the movie. The there, yeah. Like we see her die, and then it's just like boom. Yeah. Credits roll. It's so freaky, man. Like that. That's good for a horror ending if you want it to be creepy. If you wanted to end on a creepy note, I would have liked that. But the one that we get, it's more of an uplifting, lighthearted. Ending. I do like the idea of potentially all of the people on her suspect list. Like she just she gets through one day and then she has to live through another where somebody else on her suspect list is like trying to murder her. Yeah. Like that would be a good way to just have continuous sequels. True. But you know what? They did this so they could keep the sequel going. Yeah. She can't die. So yeah. there is a death day too. Plus it just it feels like there's a purpose with the ending we got. Yeah. Like it wasn't all for nothing. Yeah, I guess you could it would piss people off maybe Which, seeing her just die like that at the end. I'm not I don't have a problem with nihilistic endings of movies, you know, like okay, yeah, shit's bleak sometimes. Um, but like the tone of this movie, I feel like that wouldn't have really fit, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. Like Christopher Landon said it was like supposed to be a feel good movie, and yeah. that's not a feel good ending, right? Absolutely there. not. Mm-hmm. It, it it is an immediate buzzkill of a situation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's the end. That's the end of the movie. Um, all right. Are you changing your rating? I think I'm gonna bump it up to a nine. Okay. I really like this fucking movie. I think I'll bump mine too. I'll do um, I'll do eight point five. Cause yeah, I mean, this is a really good movie. It's not a unique concept, but I think that it's... It's well done. It's well done. I think it's the first time that we've seen it done in this genre. Mm-hmm. And I like having that for this in a slasher because I think that, the, like I said before, it's just a fun way to tell that type of story. Is there anything you would change about it? Um. Well, you know, I'd say I, I would like for it to be 50-50 horror comedy. This one, I feel like it's more, it's 75 comedy, 25 horror. Okay, so a little bit more of moments like that, the bedroom scene. Yeah, yeah, because okay. I think it would be cool to like, you know, you're just selling, it's a horror comedy. But, yeah. you know, like I, I want more horror because that's what really pulled me in to begin with. Well, our average went up half a point. Okay. So that's good. Uh, Talia wanted to go outside at 17 minutes and 56 seconds. She threw a tantrum at one point, a full tantrum. She knocked all of her toys and blankets and one of the couch cushions to the floor. (laughs) Yeah. Because she wasn't getting the attention. I I didn't even notice that. You like told me, he's like, look behind you. And then I turned around and the entire cushion (laughs) was gone. It was just gone. I don't know how Uh, (laughs) she did that. So I think because she wanted to go out so early on, um, she knew that it was a time loop situation. So she was like, it's fine. I'll see this again later. Like she's, cause she's seen this before. So she's like, yeah, it's fine. Um, And then she threw the tantrum because Tree was like having to die so many times and couldn't figure out the murder. She was really rooting for her. So I think Talia likes that this movie is a movie that, you know, you don't have to pay super close attention to and that there are real stakes to it. So I think Talia gives this an eight. Okay. I, I agree with that. Talia liked this one. Despite the tantrum. Despite the tantrum. Yeah. She's she's frustrated on behalf of Tree. Exactly. She's like, man, this shit again. Yeah. <sighs> okay. And Zoe. Zoe watched it, obviously. Oh, yeah. She was she's, living for this. She was super into it. Yeah. Uh, that explosion really, really got her. Yeah. That, she was so excited about it, it. Took it from a nine to a 10 right there in yeah. that moment. All right. So who did you relate to? Um. Hmm. Who did I relate to? There's not a lot of like, not a lot of characters. Like I said, you know, you don't get a like a, you get a lot of people, but you don't really get any in depth, like characterizations of most of these people. It's very surface level. 
Um, I guess I probably would relate the most to Carter. Like nerdy posters, not taking yeah. advantage of drunk people, folding the pants so that way the material doesn't wrinkle. Um, referencing movies that you have no idea about. <laughs> yeah. You so. know, yeah. Man, okay, that's tough. Ah, uh, shit. Let's see. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's either got to be Carter or Tree. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Tree's such a shitty person. I don't really relate to a lot of the stuff that we see most of her from. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess I would have to say Carter also for okay. a lot of the same things that you did. This not fun as that might be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so after that, do we have a dream sequel? Uh, my dream sequel is what I was saying, where like she's solved one murder and then she has to relive the next day over and over again to solve the next murder and it's somebody else on her suspect list. Okay. I think that would be an interesting way to keep it going. That could be fun, yeah. There's a lot to explore. I don't really like the actual sequel they did for this because they went sci-fi with it. Yeah. And it just became a different type of movie. Um, I, You know, keep it horror also you know we I mean? had to spend so much more time with ryan and uh, he's a yeah. comic relief character you know what i mean yeah it's it's weird but i don't know i guess it's i've only seen it one time in theaters maybe a second watch would help but i like your thing better just yeah. let her have to solve another set of murders or like maybe I don't know. Maybe she saw somebody else's murder. Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe somebody else is stuck in a loop and she is like a side character in that. You know what I mean? Like That's she may... literally the actual sequel that happened. Is it? Is that what happens? Does some, yeah. somebody else die? No, somebody else doesn't die, but somebody else is stuck in a loop. Ryan's stuck in a loop. I think he does actually get murdered at some point. Eh, whatever. You know yeah. what? Whatever. <laughs> Deaths and restarting. You know what yeah. I mean? Let's just keep it going. How about a day that never ends? No. <laughs> okay. Ugh. Okay, whatever. All right, so we got it there. A new tagline. Uh, what was it that you said before? What was the... Find your killer or die trying? Find your killer or die trying. I want to punch it up to find your killer and die trying. Find your killer and die trying. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, let's just let's just alter it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can do that here. It's our rules. We can do it. Yeah. Who's going to stop us? Yeah, exactly. You guys... Maybe. I don't know if you <laughs> Maybe. guys say it. Yeah. You're like, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Now we got reviews. All right. So I pulled us a review from IMDb, of course. So this one was a two out of 10. Oh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. They say, wow, this is really a ripoff of Groundhog Day. They even acknowledge it in the movie. It also had wooden acting, inconsistencies galore, and zero scare factor. The PG-13 rating was a dead giveaway, as that's a sign in a, a bad sign in a horror movie. Kind of inspired me to get the list of the PG-13s to compare it to, which a lot of those had bad scores. <laughs> uh, anyways, the lead actress looks like she could be on her way to some success, but just not in this. The most irritating part for me, not giving anything away due to the trailer, is that no matter how long or short the, she lingers, on the repeated opening scenario, the next sequence of events are always in the same. That just wouldn't happen. That wouldn't be the case in real life. Anyway, I wanted to like it as it had a good premise, but it just didn't do it for me. I like that point about no matter how long she's in the dorm room, this stuff happens the same way. I thought about that too when we were watching yeah. it. And it is kind of, I kind of just was like, whatever. Like, you know. 
I have a general rule with time loop, time travel movies, and it's don't think too hard about it. I'm just wondering how long is, um, what's his name, Tim, hiding behind right? the banister? Like, is he waiting for her? Does he know that she's going to be doing a walk of shame? So my, I guess I can see why people might not like this movie. Um, I know some people want their horror movies to be R-rated because it makes it a little bit grittier. Mm-hmm. Um, horror isn't always necessarily family friendly. Um, I think it's nice to have a little bit more family friendly options for younger horror fans that maybe aren't ready for the more intense stuff. Yeah. Um, and I can see being a little bit fatigued by time loop stuff because it, it, it does get used in a lot of things, but... I felt like it was fresh in this, the I, way it was used, at least. Yeah, I think it was used in a unique way because we've never really seen like a murder mystery spin on it. So Yeah, I mean, I also Although agree. we did have a trailer for basically the exact same thing at the beginning of the DVD. That's true, yeah. Oh my like, God, so it is right. a lot more dramatic looking. Yeah, it's this. like a drama, yeah. I think, whatever. It's called Before I Fall, I think. Mm. So I agree that the scary factor could have been punched up, but... You know, I'm not going to like necessarily knock it for that because, you know, that's I guess that's not exactly the movie. It it was like the trailer was indicating it was going to be more horror, which is why I was really into the idea of it in the first place. And it didn't bother me. I still love the movie after watching it, but I'm not going to say no to upping the scare factor and anything like that. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I don't really think the acting is wooden at all i think jessica roth does great i think carter's actor is pretty solid too and i think it's gonna seem wooden when you have to hear the same actors repeat the same lines a dozen times yeah of course it's gonna come across as repetitive and redundant they can't the people that aren't in the time loop are gonna (laughs) do the same delivery generally yeah for the most part yeah but yeah whatever i i can see why people would maybe not be happy with it but let's talk about other people here that have feelings about this movie. So we got our listen reviews. Okay. And I've got a couple here on Instagram. So first off, we have Tygoat03 says, It's like if Groundhog's Day tried to be scary but failed. Like a strong 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10 just for the concept. Okay. You know, and exactly kind of like that right there. Like, you know, if it's not if it didn't meet what your expectations were if you thought it was going to be more scary i could see why you would be let down from this yeah um next up is cube saves who says i don't love these movies but i'll watch as many as they make (laughs) (laughs) i agree with that like i i love these movies i didn't love the second one but that's not going to stop me from watching the third one if it absolutely yeah and they've confirmed that they have an idea for the third one they've wanted to they just haven't been greenlit to do so okay but yeah, I would be totally on board for part three. And we have one more review over on Twitter, and it is from Chad. Okay. Chad says, ooh, love this movie, and didn't think I would. That Chris Landon guy has got one hell of a track record. I'm still not over you wounding me, though, Trav. I may withhold hugs next time I see you. That's a lie. You know I can't do that. <laughs> um, For those curious, Chad is currently furious at Travis for cutting his hair. I cut off a lot of my hair. I'm I'm back on the short hair. It's honestly not even that short by like most ideas of a short haircut for men, no. but um compared to what it was, it's a this is all like six inches. This is classic Travis right yeah. here. You know what? This is what I was looking like fresh out of college, I think, pretty much. But yeah, I, I like it. I'm I'm happy with my hair right now. I'm sorry, nice. Chad. You know, <laughs> I get it. Long hair, people gotta stick together. 
but uh, I'll be back. I'm sure he'll grow out eventually again his hair. Yeah, he gets a haircut once every two years, so yeah, it'll, exactly. it'll get yeah. long again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That is it for our reviews, and that's it for this week's episode. All right. Uh, so... As you all know, next week is the start of a new month. Yeah. The best month. Best month of the year. And we are continuing our tradition of exposing ourselves to new movies. Yes. So we're going to take turns showing each other a movie the other hasn't seen. And... It's you first. Yes. So that means we're starting off with... Are you guys ready for this? Mm -hmm. We're going to start off with The Lost Boys because Travis has never seen it. That's right, guys. I've never seen The Lost Boys. Everybody gives me shit every single time I tell them that. I can't wait to see that trumpet, man. Saxophone. Trumpet. That's sad. You know, that's... I have not seen it. I thought it was a trumpet. (laughs) Trombone. We've literally met him. I know. I saw him perform. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Okay. Um, granted, this is the end of the month, so who knows what licensing rights will renew um, as of the first. But right now, you can stream it on Pluto TV, Fubo TV, Philo, Sling TV Premium, or you can rent it from YouTube, Google Play, Redbox, Vudu, or Prime. Okay, cool. So free options out there for yeah, people. Yeah, a lot of options. Yeah. Uh, definitely check it out. I haven't watched it since I was got in middle school, so I'm oh, really... Cool. Yeah, it's going to be almost fresh for me so i'm really excited about it i'm excited to see what everybody is saying about this movie i don't know anything that happens in it either i've been in the dark on it so nothing we get both the Corys yeah. in it double Corey action yeah yeah haven't talked about Corey feldman since the friday the 13th days it's been about two years I haven't talked about him on the podcast on we were talking podcast. about him earlier this week and the fact that he performed at a riot fest I was trying to get our friends <laughs> eric and bb to go see them <laughs> All right. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram and Threads as Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast, and we are on Twitter and Blue Ski as Least Fave Pod. You can also find us on our website, which is leastfavoritescarymovie.com, and you can email us at leastfavoritescarymovie at gmail.com or through direct message on any of the above mentioned social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would like to support us monetarily so we can do things like buy new mic stands and whatnot, uh, you can do that by joining us over on Patreon. We have three tier levels, and you would be joining super cool people like eric and bb of shaken not scared mm-hmm. joe Freakatron. as is his name amber and michael yeah thank you guys so much for supporting the show it the, means a lot to us it means a lot to us it helps us pay for our website and other equipment and we really really appreciate the support and hope that you guys really appreciate the perks you get mm-hmm. um if you are unable to support us through patreon we get it it's a recession inflation's a bitch yes it's fine yes. um if you want to support us in other ways though you can do that by subscribing to us rating us on whatever platform you listen to um leaving a review sharing us with all of your friends it really makes a big difference when the algorithms see that we're getting traction people are listening to us they like us they're sharing us if you got people that like scary movies shit like that you know tell them about us because you know we want to be able to talk about all the stuff with all these other people and we try to have it as a judgment-free zone that's the whole point of our show is that um you aren't an invalid horror fan if you do or don't like a certain movie every movie has its fan base yeah we had robert atone here who was very anti-scream and yeah. we are still friends with yeah. him <laughs> he messaged me the other day by the way his wife had uh, him watch scream again for spooky season he's like you know what i liked it that time yes yeah so look we even change people here Dun- Duh, we didn't duh. change him his <laughs> wife did yeah, his wife but i'm him. gonna take credit for yeah. it damn it we changed you <laughs> so yeah um 
let us change other people and you too. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, thank you guys for being here. We really appreciate having you and we will see you guys in October. Yay! So see you guys then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. I was holding that in until you finished your sentence. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Continue. <laughs> so.